salamander soup saturated sultrally. Salamander soup saturated sultrally. <laughs> I was trying to think of an S tongue twister. Oh, that's so much better. Yeah. So much better. <laughs> Just so, uh, don't emphasize it. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> so much better. David, can you give me a few words? Right? Nice. Huh? In West Philadelphia. Hey. Born and raised what? on the playground. It's something, something. What's my days? Chilling out, maxing, relaxing on, cooling and shooting some b-ball outside on the school. And a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. She said, you moving with your eyes in, Uncle and Bel Air. I whistled for a cab and when it came near, the license said fresh and had a dice in the mirror. If anything, I can say that this cab was where I thought, nah, forget it. Yo, home to Bel Air. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight, and I yelled to the cabbie, your home, see you later. Looked at my kingdom, I was finally there to sit on my throne as a prince of that land. I got bone. 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 And now. Down, 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 down. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. so much for that. That was a nice vocal warm-up. Yes, yes, yes. Much appreciated. Thank you. I begged and pleaded with her day after day, but she packed my suitcase to send me on my way. She gave me a kiss, and then she gave me my ticket. I put my Walkman on and said, I might as well kick it. First class, yo, this is bad. Drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Is this what the people of Bel Air living like? This might be alright, but wait, I hear the prissy bourgeois and all that. Is this the type of place that they just send this cool cat? I don't think so. I see when I get there. I hope they're prepared for the Prince of LA. You're doing a great job, Jay. Whatever you're doing. Thanks. I love the support. I'm like, wow, what is he doing? I can't wait for the next part. He's a really good clicker. She's really she is really rude. No, I'm not. I like this part. I like your realness. She likes when I mess up. That's what she says. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. When I land short, when I fall short of grace. All right. You know what? I'm going to go leave a little bit more risky this time. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back to the Dance Union Podcast, where we talk about the eager, early, earthly, egotistical, ebullient, easygoing, and entrepreneurial life of a dance artist. My name is Jay. And I'm the evolving Melanie G. And this is the Dance Union. Hello. Got it right on the first try. You did. Despite so all of your efforts. No, I like it when <laughs> I am happy if you're happy. That's a lie. I just like observing you, period, uh, point blank. So. Awesome. So, yeah, so we're in the studio with two amazing guests. We have Dubois Akeen here and Deva. How do y'all pronounce your full name? Because I've been struggling. It's okay. <laughs> it's Deva Lois Farron. Thank you. Mm, One more time. Okay. For me. (laughs) Phonetically, it would be Mm D-A-Y-V-A, Deva, Mm -hmm. and then like Joyce, but Lois. Yes. And then Theron. 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 Because I'm Jamaican, so. There we go. It's Theron. (laughs) 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 It's Theron. Right. Theron. If you pronounce it without the. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. They're on. They're on. Can you go ahead and give us your preferred pronouns and how you identify in this dance world? She, her, and hers. <laughs> and um, in this dance world, I guess currently I'm embracing artistic director yes. and um, slash choreographer dancer because awesome. I still do, do yeah. those things. And I think they all, and also I'm um, 
general manager of my company. Yes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna own that, that administrative title as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the titles. And I'm a professor. Yes. At um two different uni- uh, colleges, Staten Island and SUNY Bridges. So mm-hmm. I think those are all my hats at the moment. Yes. Yes. In the dance world or mentor. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and and nutritionist. <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> he, his, him, him. Hem. Such a fun word. Hem. Hem. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm a choreographer, dancer, creative director, and branding and marketing guru. strategist. Really? Um, you should throw guru in there. Guru? guru. Yes, That's know, what that, they call that, me at UBW. That has, but that word has so much weight. It, and also, it low-key has like a racist undertone to it. Oh, let's not say Wait, wait which, what <gasps> is Okay, it? so we're going to strip it out. Oh, yes, okay. yes, yes, Sorry, yes. we're taking it out. I just want the record to show that I did not say that yes. word. You didn't. <laughs> okay, Melanie okay. said that, just and I'm this taking back it back. Just a couple seconds, and right. you realize. So, yeah, I think that, I mean, educator by virtue of being in the company, mentor by virtue of being around young people, so... All the things. All the yeah. things. Thank you, thank you. Beautiful. Um, I would also just like to say that the universe saw it fit to make sure that this is like the dance parents episode also. Oh. Because there are babies coming from babies our coming. guests soon. Yay. Yay. Wow. It's for both of us. Right. Yay. Like, when I, when I put that together, I was in my room like, what? That's I, so I love divine moments like this. Universe. It. it wasn't planned. At all. No, not at all. I love it. also have a gift for my co-host here. Oh, oh darling. That. Thank you. It's you a keep... slice of sweet potato cheesecake that I made oh, for the giving of thanks. Oh, my God. I saw that on your Instagram and I almost Shut cried. Shut up. <laughs> right? It looked so rich and moist, I was like, right? what is this glory? And why am I not a part of it? Yeah, I'm so it's grateful. It's fine. The seasons will come. Well, I will also say part of the reason why I wasn't like making it, making it is because I kept needing to get it right or perfect really was the thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I've been making it, I guess making it and also like allowing other people to eat it because there was a few years I was making it and it was like, this is trash. I will be the only one to do this. And I would um, devour it. Right. Because I didn't want people to be like, mm, it could be, if someone told me that it could be anything, my feel, my world would crash. Like, <laughs> it is disgusting. All right. So when I like felt like it was at a stage for people to see it, like a work in progress, mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to share this work in progress for a few years. The glory. Uh-huh. Until mm. I did a little something, something with the crest and everything was like. Fell into place. Right. Literally. Yeah. Wow. So I was like, okay, now I'm ready to actually make it on because it's the basis. So if anybody would like a little bit or like a pie in particular. <laughs> I'm putting in my order now. Yes. And you can let me know your fees mm-hmm. at some yes. point. Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't think I'm going to charge too much or at all It's okay. Moment. You don't have to. We don't have to talk about it on the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just in case you want, you don't want that to be on the record. No, I'm saying I might not make a business out of it for the for a while. I might just like do it for my friends because I love y'all. Right, like gift. But see, I want to invest in that at the grassroots level because we are talking so about entrepreneurship. You, that's right. Thank you. You're, so then you're that here. way, you have to be right? For your art. You're here. You're for work. Come on, and then right, that right. way, when it's on like Patty Labelle level, exactly. Jay's pies. Yeah. Who's that, Patty? Literally, everyone's like, Patty, who? I want a Jay pie, and I was like, Are these called Jay pies? Jay mm. pie. Why, thank you so much. As I'm transitioning into my menstruation phase, you don't have to worry about that, Tata. Um, I'm going to eat this with so much love. Why are you yep. like this? As you should. Why are you like this? 
I love David. <laughs> we performed last week, so it says the when this podcast comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting it. I can't wait to will I be able to be there? What the performance on the eighth, right? Mm-hmm. No. But I did get to see um see an iteration at Judson last year or earlier this year. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So that was the one I got to saw and I was like forever changed for it. So oh. I love the skeletons of architecture. Like I'm sending folks there, like mm. go, go, like get out of my face and go. <laughs> like, Yay, skeleton architecture. Yes, yes. Shout out. Um, how is everyone doing at this moment? Doing great yeah. in my um eight and a half month pregnant body. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um really excited about meeting my little one. Mm-hmm. Um and then navigate figuring out how to navigate running a company and having a family life is kind of like where my world is kind of at at yeah. the moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Wonderful challenges. Yeah. I how am I? I am reintegrating uh, after being away from New York for a bit. Um, also in baby land, as my wife is five months. Yeah. I don't know if anybody knows that, and I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but <clears throat> what do you got a, whole <laughs> got a beautiful, wonderful life. I light. know, but we didn't tell how far along we were. Oh, anyway, okay, okay. Let me you know, know if you want to take it out. I can always. Oh, see? The power mm-hmm. of technology. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so we're, you know, we're mid-pregnancy. Yes. And just, like, preparing for that, you know, and thinking about what that means for business, for work, for life, for yes. living in general. Um, so I feel inspired and um, stirred up. I'm trying to just, like, um, lean into it and, and, and make sure that it's inspiration and not anxiety. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. That Life is, is good. I'm excited to be here. Say, it, say yes. that again. You're, you're trying to make sure that it's something and not anxiety? Uh, inspired. Make sure that I'm inspired and not filled with an anxiety. anxiety. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that. I'm taking it. Have I'm not taking it. It's I'm, yours. You know. It's Oof. yours. That's right. Loving it. Have the chew real quick. Oh. Mm. It's the chia. Yeah, yeah. It just go places and you're like, mm-hmm. ah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. I'm still so amazed, Bob, from our conversation a couple weeks ago where we were talking about all these different ways of, like, child-rearing for black children that we could possibly go back to doing some um, indigenous child-rearing. And you were just sitting there, like, taking notes all, like, mm-hmm. quietly. And I'm just like, yeah, this is cool, right? You like this stuff, too? I like this stuff. Next, you know, a whole, like, yes, I'm having a baby. And I'm like, oh, you, you just, y'all really are like the Beyonce and Jay-Z of, like, announcements. I really want to be that, so thank you. Because <laughs> it was like, oh, there's production value? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Let us know what's good. Yeah. It was it was the most beautiful thing I saw on Instagram oh, this year. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, wait, where was this? What was this? On Instagram. We, we I don't like, think I saw oh. this, but I did see Davis, which was boss. Oh, wait, yes. what did I do? Baby announcement. I saw your... Boop, you know, it's like belly and yellow glory. Oh, yes, yellow <laughs> glory. Is it? I kind of want to be able to get pregnant so I can announce it. Oh, wow. But we'll work on it. Okay. Uh-huh. That's it. That's all. All right. I love you. Mm-hmm. Either way. If I ever get to like later 50s, early 60s body, well, like my, I know how my family, Texas, Yummy. Every I'm time gonna, you, t- mm. I'm going to announce that. It's yeah. gonna be a big bag. I'm gonna show like rolls. 
work. I love it. You know, I love when you get it. Well, I was calling it a dad bod, but the boy, you're about to be a dad, and I don't know. Is that a dad bod? I don't know what that is. dad bod is anymore. Absolutely not. No. I don't know what that is. We're going to keep it tight and right, yeah. as we should. Mm-hmm. And I mean, extensions long. I mean, Rihanna you know? looks good thick. I'm just trying to figure out if I would also look good thick. I think so. I can only I can only get thick to find out, right? <laughs> yeah. Am I go to the right places? Because you're, you mean, because your spirit is right. Mm-hmm. 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 I think it's about time that we, um, I think we should. Uh, We're transitioning. Well, I'm trying to think. I, I would like to stroll. I would like to like. Mm. Oh, no, I had one. Melanie didn't talk about how she is. I, I just want to point that out. This point there. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you, Dubois, <laughs> for asking. I'm still arriving. Yeah. And I got two applications out today. Yay. Yeah. Yay. But I did not adult well in other ways. But it's cool. Trying to stay hydrated. Mm. Yeah. When did you fill that up? Stop it. <laughs> it wasn't this morning. I'm so, the question Right stands. before I came <clears throat> to the studio. That's still ambiguous, but I'll let you live. Please. Because right before it could have been four hours before. No, because you know me. I strolled out at 510. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At the last moment. Um, <laughs> okay. Give me the transitionary step for her. Okay. Forward. So it's something like a, a, like, I don't know, something as a contraction. Thank you. And then, for the listeners. Um, mm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to transition. Help me. You a both help me. So we got to go from one section <laughs> to the next. So, I mean, I'm feeling a contraction that maybe That's extends. Spirals. A reach. Spiral reach. Just spiral reach. So we're gonna. Is it a spiral reach? So are we gonna call that a a bot my contraction? Because I saw a leg at a moment. No, because it it won't be. My feet are on the ground. Okay. Mm. So we're going to. We're gonna contract spiral reach. Can we like reach so far that it just naturally takes us into a run into the next section? Like like run out of it. But what Mm. kind of run? A skitter, pitter patter. Uh, a postmodern. I'm falling, so I need to catch myself first. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Into our next. Your section. feet are still pointed, though. Gross. What? Or flat. I mean, postmodern. I like to. Well, I like. I mean, to... the botma comment was a. The postmodern was B. The pointed foot is just overkill. Can well, we get we some took, like? We took out the botma. We did like, take it. We flexed took... foot. I want to hear the weight running weight of the, the foot, the heavy footed sun. You know, to I think meditate I, I think heel, in the heel, desert. Heel ball toe. Heel ball toe. I'm sure they can point their feet, but. <laughs> you know heel ball saying? toe, and then how about an ankle artic- articulation? Yes. Ankle okay. articulation. Ooh, there it is. So I'm here for it. Contract, spiral, reach, run to point into a flex articulation. Done. <laughs> to the next segment. Which is what you should have learned in history class, but probably did not. There you go. So. Today, young people, we are going to talk about Bill Bojangles yeah. Robinson. Do you know him? Does he, do you guys? Yeah. Yes. yes. All right. So, but I didn't learn it in history class, though. Exactly. Right, right. So, for those who don't, he's an iconic African American tap dancer and actor, best known for his Broadway performances and film roles. He started off his career in vaudeville and then transitioned to Broadway and then to Hollywood in films in the 30s and 40s. His delicate tap dance style and cheerful demeanor made him the favorite of both black and white audiences. He went on up to glory, November 25th, 1949. Something else I also learned was that with his second wife, um, she assisted him in opening the Negro Actors Guild um, of America, 
which advocated for the rights of African Americans in performance. Go Bill. Mm -hmm. And he also co-founded the New York Black Yankees team in Harlem. What? And so one of the first times I saw him was in um, this little skit with Shirley Temple, and it was the Little Colonel. Mm -hmm. And it was so damn fierce. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Look it up. It's so good. Get into it. Yes, yes. Okay, I didn't. Well, one thing I didn't know that he passed away or went on up to glory yeah. um, in the 40s. I thought it was like 60s for some reason. Um, Meaning, I think what that means to me is that it dates his career deeper into racism, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so then adds another contextual bit of like, your greatness was uh, against even more unsurmountable odds. Right. <laughs> I know. And it, it's not lost on me that like, they, they kept pairing him with Shirley Temple. And then there's a lot of politics in that pairing, right? Absolutely. Like, that's, in t- that's pretty deep. Oh, actually, you know what? Yeah. I don't have much, I don't have words. I have, like, a lot of, like, feelings. Yeah. yeah. Now right? that I think, like, as, as, you know, as a black person who was conditioned and raised to be man, male, and, be, and in being hyper aware of that when it comes to black or white women, children, and dance as a teacher... Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Just we'll, we'll, we'll marinate on that. Oh. Dubois, you, you want to say something? No. Uh, <laughs> gonna, do you want to talk? Uh, I'm I'm curious about that because I I mean I don't know if we want to. Oh, I can go. But um, I'm thinking about it in terms of uh the black male being the boy. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah, that's there. I like that. I like that. Just to elaborate briefly about what I was speaking on was being um, knowing the high risk um, of being a black man as a teacher in a room which which are predominantly white children, even more specifically white girl children, um, and knowing that an accusation from a white girl right could be death yeah could basically Um, and. And being very hyper aware, making a lot of decisions around my teaching practice to make sure that someone can see into the room at all times or the door is open so you can hear all things, making sure that I use um, the other students to provide physical feedback versus me providing the physical feedback to the students. Um, just so many other things just to like make sure that you're safe at all times. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, also the idea of like the black man is a boy. So to have this man to dance with this girl child are equals right yeah. in that regard I especially in this this particular scene in the little colonel because he was showing her this beautiful tap this footwork she wanted to do it he showed her and then all of a sudden here comes massa comes in and yells at them and they both run up the stairs mm-hmm. so mm. and she's as good as him yeah uh-huh yeah, I, I put air quotation marks mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. who can't see that see. digitally. Oh. <laughs> I heard it in the voice. <laughs> <laughs> in the voice. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So go ahead, y'all. If you don't know much about Bilbo Jingles, mm-hmm. um, and go ahead, use your Googles, exercise that, learn some more, um, and touch up on this history lesson that you didn't have the privilege of getting in your own dance history classes. Um, right. For this transition, because I would like to record this one. I would like to go ahead and um, step stroll. Like, you know how the fraternity sororities stroll? Work. Into this next segment, which is our main segment. I'm talking about the entrepreneurship okay. and business of dance. That was a nice articulation of that word. Thank you. Entrepreneurship? Mm. Thank you. 
Thank you. I actually was like, every time I typed it out, I was like, entrepreneurship. Okay. I had to practice. Yeah. Yes. It's not a word that I say beautifully. Say You say it. Entrepreneurship. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneurship. I kind of rush through it. Yeah. Entrepreneurship. For, for hope that someone won't really hear. Hear mm-hmm. the rest of the whole thing. Because part of it gets lost near the end. Yeah. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Neuroner. It feels like there should be another syllable in there too, like like rhythmically. Entrepreneurship or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of people say entrepreneurship. <laughs> entrepreneurship. They will like say they put an neural, L in there. Yeah. Yeah. Neural. Ooh, I heard people say entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurial. So that that doesn't feel right in my mouth. Entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurial. Mm-mm. Yeah. Preneur. 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 All right. All right. All right. Okay, cool. Um, I was just looking at what I wrote for the email because Jay knows he forgets things. Um, yeah, cause let's let's start off this segment by like <clears throat> briefly talking about what we do for the business of dance, um, or maybe some tasks that we are consistently concerned with, or are on our to do list, or some maybe some new ones or ones that you're actively engaging with. Um, and is anybody ready to start? If not, I can go. And in that, will you be answering, like, what exactly is entrepreneurship in dance? I think, yeah, I think this would be a way for us to what, both what is it define is? Is it? as well as um, talk about the expansiveness, the expansiveness of what that looks like. Great. I would love some examples. Okay. Awesome. Um, I think the first thing, yeah, so I'm thinking as an example is everyone who works in, quote, unquote, admin or in the offices of arts institutions as well as um, what is the team that um, gets the grants and stuff. Development. Development, that working in development. um, Often associate all tasks, even if it's not labeled as that role, um, as the entrepreneurship and business of dance, including marketing and things like that. Um, And I think more specifically, I'm really excited about this episode because... Many of our listeners, which are our friends, as well as us here in the studio, are um, freelance artists or artists who don't have that um, infrastructure like Give Me, New York Live Arts, so on and so forth, who just have people hired specifically to do that task. And how, how we are um, picking up these tasks for ourselves and what kind of like successes we might have found, what challenges there are, and just like really just have a moment to talk about it because we are all in it. And just today, I spent my Monday doing the business of dance stuff. Like, that's my Monday and Wednesday. I make sure I got some time set aside. And it looks like a bunch of emails, spending some good time with my girl MailChimp. Um, what hey, else MailChimp. Doing, right? <laughs> um, what else I was doing? Posting on Instagram about the shows, letting sure people know what's going on. And I think more specifically, now that we are at the end of November, I'm thinking about how to engage, or how to get people engaged with what I'm doing in December. Um, I think the other part that I have to always consi- consistently think about is what application should I apply for to have more support financially and or space-wise for my work. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are like the main things that are like on my Monday and Wednesday to-do list. Mm. Yeah. How are y'all diving in it, yeah. into it? Um, well, I actually have a workshop Mm-hmm. called Artistpreneur that I teach to my students mm-hmm. and that I try and also offer to mentees that are interested in it. Um, and I started developing this workshop um, after I did the Cultivating Leadership and in Dance internship 
with Pentacle. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I wanted to choreograph after having danced at that time for, that was like maybe five years ago, so eight, nine, 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 twelve, three. almost <laughs> <laughs> almost eight years with the Stephen Petronio company, I realized I didn't really understand the business of dance. Like mm-hmm. I just knew it from the performer side. And so I wanted to choreograph and I didn't want to go into it blindly. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to pay the dancers right away. Yeah. Um, so doing the cultivating leadership in dance workshop, I'm sorry, internship, which is an eight week internship and they pair you with, um, a dance company and, or not-for-profit organization, Mm -hmm. like, you know, could be dance NYC for instance. And you do that for eight weeks Mm -hmm. and you do 10 hours a week. And then every Monday you meet and yes, so they do different workshops on, Mondays and well at that time it was Mondays and um so I learned a bunch mm-hmm. and the I was paired with Pentacle mm-hmm. which was great um and afterwards I started applying for grants right away I started um doing different like fundraising things and just kind of like jumped right in yeah. uh and then it made me realize like when talking to peers, other choreographers, they're like, David, like, how are you doing this? How, mm-hmm. like, what, what, you know, like, what's the magic sauce? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I just educated myself about yeah. the business of dance before I entered into it mm-hmm. so that I would have uh, a very clear understanding of what it was that I was doing. And so then I was like, I wish I had learned this when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then I was like, well, why don't I try and, you know, develop something that I can shop to colleges. Mm -hmm. And so I developed the Artistpreneur um, Workshop. And it essentially kind of helps dancers understand that they themselves are artists, are are entrepreneurs. Yes. And that they have a product that they're selling in the marketplace. Um, Not necessarily that they are um, uh, running a dance company, but they are running a business. Yeah. Uh, the businesses themselves and figuring out how to externalize their product so that they can um, effectively get it to the right market. Yeah. And understand that you, you are not your product. That yeah. you, 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 there is the self mm-hmm. and then there's what you're selling. And it's very complicated because you're, you're, you're thinking like, oh, am I selling my body? You know? And I'm like, to a certain degree. <laughs> you are. Mm-hmm. So then you have to conceptualize that in a way that helps you frame it yeah. so that you don't put yourself in a, in an, an abusive situation where exactly. you, where where you you cannot separate the two, uh, mm-hmm. your product and yourself. Um so I look at 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 uh entrepreneurship as the product, which is the body, um that manifests itself in a, a fear, in a in a way that what is it ephemeral is that the right word? Ethereal, ephemeral, ephemeral way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the administration component of it, mm-hmm. and um, for me, the most important is the sustainability yeah. um, aspect of it, of it. So diversifying the yeah. the streams, the revenue streams. Mm, we're gonna get back to that diversifying the revenue streams. Dubois, do you want to jump in? Yeah, no, I mean literally the entire. Oh, I have to come here. You do. <laughs> the entire time I was thinking about today's dialogue or conversation, I, I kept thinking about, like, what really, like, do I identify as an entrepreneur? Um, what really um, is the thing that I can offer to the conversation? I think my main 
uh, one of the main things that um, I discovered early on was uh, diversifying revenue streams and, and diversifying income streams. Um, and have, yeah, so having multiple uh, streams of income. Um, and not in a way that feels splintering, but in mm-hmm. a way that feels expansive. Um, Would you say also complimentary? Like that they mm-hmm. are in conversation Absolutely. with each other, even yeah. if it doesn't? 100%. So um, I just here lately, and I don't know if the podcast brought this up, but I've been having a hard time with the word entrepreneur. Like mm. even identifying as that, because I'm like, I, I think it has a certain... Um, connotation Mm -hmm. in in that it's like, oh, you're a millennial, you're starting a thing, you're like, you know, doing these things. I'm like, no, I'm a business owner. Yeah. That's what I am. And, and I, and I might've started out or I may, my approach may have been in the spirit of entrepreneurship, but I, I own a business. And, and so that's been something that I've been thinking a lot about. And, and I think it's related to all of my ideas around, um, diversifying income and those things is that um, positioning has been a large part of my narrative. Like thinking strategically about how I position my narrative and how I position myself in regards to the market and in relationship to institutions and in relationship to collaborators to make sure that I'm able to br- be my fullest self as, a, as, an, um, as an artist, as a business owner, as well as uh, helping people see my tangible value inside mm-hmm. of a space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with positioning. So anytime I'm working with, you know, young people or thinking about mentorship or, you know, even in my own business and in my own life, I'm, I'm always considering how am I helping to frame myself and frame what I do in a way that helps people see me more clearly. Nice. Um, and see the work that I do more clearly. Yeah. Uh, and because I think that informs how we're able to be in relationship. Like if someone doesn't know that I have capacity uh, to be a creative director because all they've ever seen me is on the stage with Urban Bushwomen or, you know, doing solo work, yeah. then they have no context to inquire about working with me in that way. Um, and I just kissed the mic again. Um, <laughs> so, so I've, I've, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time studying the business of business mm. more than just the business of dance. Um, like thinking about other marketplaces, thinking about how folks are working in fashion, thinking about yeah. how folks are working in um, finance, thinking about how folks are working in medicine, and how I can. Um, craft a space that's unique and craft a perspective that's unique uh, to really position myself in a way that allows me to leverage certain things mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think, I think understanding and I, and I have amazing partnerships. So I, it's not just been of my own genius either. Like my wife yeah. is a brilliant businesswoman um, who's a, a real student to the craft and, and a re- a brilliant researcher and, um, so we are constantly in conversation about building a business and, and those types of things. So a lot of that wealth of knowledge has come through our partnership and collaboration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because it makes me think of two things. One, um, this idea that, you know, when you think about entrepreneurship, especially when it ends in college, you like a lot of students are thinking, oh, wait, I've got to come up with an idea. I've got to come up with a business. And Dave, I love this idea of you making it clear you're already there. Like if you yeah. are a performer, mm-hmm. a maker, a doer, you're already there. Like you don't have to come up with something. It's about sort of nurturing what you have. Absolutely. But my 
curiosity is also about this idea of diversifying because I wonder what do you do if it does become it feels splintering or depleting or you know I've had moments where I've gotten really sort of jaded when people know me as Melanie the admin person yeah. but not as the performer mm-hmm. or Melanie the writer and not Melanie the you know what I mean yeah. like so like how do how does one sort of keep yeah. massaging mm. these these different streams of income I want to speak to that, especially when it comes to how someone knows you. Um, like being, we we dance in other people's works or maybe even in companies. So there's like a major affiliation when you have that. And then we also um, probably have some kind of, or at least had some kind of job that may have been considered like the main title job. Like when I was working for after school program, people saw me as like the dance teacher for the after school program. Mm-hmm. And I got, I remember being very frustrated with, having to like continuously reintroduce myself. Be like, oh, I'm not only this person, yeah. I also do these things. I had, when I realized that if someone has only seen me in a role um, and I haven't had a real honest face-to-face or even like direct conversation with the other things that I do, then I can't, I mean, then I have to be willing to introduce myself and then also be okay with consistently reintroducing myself if I want to wear multiple hats. I know it's exhausting. And honestly, there are days where I'm just like, and I don't care. Like, I'm just going to throw my hands up because I just don't have the energy to care at that moment. But reminding myself that, like, if my goal is to build an audience, an an audience that is engaged with my work, um, and uh, the multifaceted way which I'm engaging arts and more specifically dance, then I have to be really willing to say, this is me again. Here's other things that I do, even if it's like, here's this practice I've been doing for years that you didn't know about, but here's a product of it or here's a moment that you can engage with it. Um, but honestly, having a conversation with my ego and being like, okay, little girl, because you're really crying right now. I need you to get up and I need you to go and say who you are to these people because you want them to be engaged. They shouldn't just, no one's going to just know you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can, I can talk a little bit about that as well because I was known as um, the black girl from Stephen Petronio. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a lot of my uh, interactions with, with the dance world. So when I started choreographing and, you know, doing all these other, other things and, 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 and kind of like bringing myself Mm -hmm. to the dance world outside of just David, the performer, um, yeah, it was very shocking for people to see that I was more than that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like that. I like the, the, the shock and, and, and awe mm-hmm. when people underestimate me because I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, well, you don't know me and you will know me. And I'm going to, I'm, I don't know if I necessarily need to teach you me. I'm going to show you me. Um, and then being in control of my own narrative. So creating my own space with my, um, with my website where it's like, and, and my blog where I'm creating my own history, my own narrative. And it's like, when I do encounter people and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, here's my card, like Mm -hmm. get to know me, (laughs) you know, and, and having, having, um, having the okayness with being in spaces where, you know, I'm teaching some students and they have no clue who I am you know and just being like you know to them I'm just their Mm -hmm. their dance teacher and if they google you like damn right exactly right exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. similarly I mean and I'm I'm affirming everything I'll say because ditto 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 Mm -hmm. um the other thing is for me I, I think a major uh paradigm shift or like thought 
pattern change was not trying to be everything to every single person. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I and I'm still in that. Um, figuring out. Maybe? Figuring out. Like, I'm still coming into that. But, like, if someone knows me as Dubois the dancer... And what they need from me is the dancer. Mm-hmm. I'll just be the dancer to yeah. them. You yeah. know what I mean? And if there's an opportunity that's unforced, that is not contrived, that feels organic and like we're in general conversation, maybe I'll share other things yeah. um, about what I do and my capacity outside of that. But if they're looking for the dancer, I, I, I'm I trying to coach my ego and and and... and release some of that to be like okay. I am the dancer here yeah. in this space I'm a dancer in this other space I occupy a completely different mm-hmm. set of yeah. things um, yeah. and I think that that you know that's we live in the age where it's like title you know anti-titles yeah. and yeah. anti-this and you know identity pieces are really yeah. a charged conversation so I think and and by virtue of social media you know for better or worse we we feel pressure to um you know, to not be confined to these, like, specific three things. Like, you got to have the three titles. I'm this, this, and this, and that's all you can be. Um, So there's that. But I also think that, again, thinking about social media and digital spaces, owned property, like having a website versus rented property, like social media, you know, platforms, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. Like, when you own property and have digital real estate, you're able to um, help frame that for folks and say, like, I have all of these things to offer and, you know, with your website. And then through social media, I try to really, thinking about positioning, really craft out at a high, high level. That's the other thing. Like, being flippant and like, I'm a dancer and a creative director and da 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 and you don't have anything to show for yes, it. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Like me, I'm like, no, I'm a creative director and I'm going to hit you with like, boom. Boom, that. right, exactly. And so you're able to feel that viscerally and you're like, oh, he is a creative director. I didn't even know that about him. Or like, oh, I'm this thing and then doing that at a really high level. Yeah. Um, And that's what people of old did. Like, And there are certain people inside of our culture at this point who do that as well. Mm -hmm. But these older artists and business owners and folks, they did that, and they did it all at a high level. You know, like, yeah, I won't roll off names, but, like, there's so many people, Renaissance spirits, Mm -hmm. who are like, I'm this and this and this and this and this, and I'm going to do it all at a really high level. I mean, Bill was like that. Well, not Bill, but, you know, Bill Bojangles. Like, remember, he he did film. He did Broadway. He did vaudeville. He owned a baseball team. He was a dancer. He was a choreographer. He was an actor. I mean, even amongst us today, we have Childish Gambino slash Donald Glover. Mm -hmm. Excellent example. I feel like, and, and, and even more specifically, like having two names that you have to engage the world with, um... At one point, if I remember at one point it was a creepy people were like, why would you do that? It makes it so difficult. I thought, like, some people were literally like, oh, doesn't Donald Glover look like Chad- Chadwick Scambino? And people would be like, mm-hmm. same person. <laughs> um, I think that the thing that, like, is hitting me about this conversation, which I want to, like, change, instead of, like, introducing, or being comfortable introducing myself, I think developing a practice of inviting people. Mm-hmm. Like, inviting mm-hmm. folks to mm-hmm. sides of you that they may, or practices of you that you may not have known about especially being a dancer in that space like if I'm a dancer in a new project and like you said like unforced and there's like a moment of like um 
let's say, questions about social media posting. If I have a lot of tools, I'll be like, oh, let me introduce mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. to this side of me who knows how to do these things. Maybe I can help out. And even if they're like, no, thank you, I got somebody or I got it, they now know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, I live in this Jekyll and Hyde space, though, right? Yeah. Because on one hand, it's like I was sad when, like, when when we first met, you were like, "Oh, I didn't realize you were that Melanie," like, because you were getting two emails from me as mm-hmm. like an admin and also as an artist. Yeah. and I was like, "Oh, damn!" I was feeling like Sorry. a little invisible, but then when I am in spaces where I am just a performer. I actually enjoy that. Like, please don't talk to me about writing. Please don't yeah. ask me to do no social media. Please, like, I, I actually enjoy really focusing on yeah. that one thing in that moment. So it's kind of complicated. But I like mm. this idea that one doesn't negate the other. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. just because I'm writing right now does not mean that I'm not still a performer. It doesn't right. mean I'm not a choreographer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think just to speak to that, like, I think you still, it, it it's about, like, knowing your agency. Like, you still yeah. have agency to be who you want to be in that space. So if you don't want to be the writer, you don't want to be the social media mogul or, uh, you know, guru, I can't use it. And now I used it. (laughs) (laughs) I want the record to reflect that I was never going to use the word guru and it was brought up in space and so here we are. Are you blaming it? Is it are you trying to blame it on me? I am. No, I'm a swat that. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, either way, if you're not wanting to be a thing, you, it, my mom always says it. I don't know if she got it from Oprah or somebody, but probably. Mm-hmm. You teach people how to treat. Oh. Like you, you, we get to engage with folks in the way that we want to engage with them. And yeah. they will, in turn, do the same. Like, yeah. I'm the dancer to them. They'll treat me as the dancer. Yeah. If I want to be these 12 things, then they'll treat me. Yeah. Such, you know. Along with that, I think there was one piece of feedback, simple piece of feedback that I got that like knocked me on the face. It was as you're going ahead and you're doing like this business of dance stuff, specifically with social media, was the conversation, and everyone was like, "So how do I get my page to like get more people to basically see my show, engage with my work in any way?" Um, and there's infinite models of people trying it out that works for them or the or not, whatever. Um, the advice was like, "It is all an improvisation." Mm-hmm. So, like, as you're going along, you're assessing and you're seeing, like, what works and what doesn't. And, you know, you're not, you, it would be, I'm going to say, I think it would be foolish of myself to go into something and assume that I will, I need to have it right before I engage with it. Like, assuming that I need to go and read the social media posting for Dummies book, front cover to cover, learn all the words, memorize it before I can post anything. Because really, when we actually, we know when we do things like that by book and then we go into engagement, that book learning is not even 50% it's old. of it. It's like your intro, the book learning is just the introduction to what you need to do. Or the history of it. Or, or the history. Because the algorithm has completely changed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God. Yeah. So yeah, I like, I like putting into the air that... Um, it's all an improvisation and you are just learning about what your needs are and how to best like fulfill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tell, oh, Go I was going to ask about diversifying incomes. Yeah. Do you mind sh- sharing with us the ways that you're doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I want to circle back and just mm-hmm. no. honor. I'm just joking. <laughs> you're <ornery> today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dave. I'm happy to see yeah. her. Um, but I, yeah, I just want to, um, talk about what you were saying in terms of how problematic um, entrepreneurship is for me because mm. it, to me it, it, it signifies capitalism, it signifies yeah. um, the the stereotype of an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, a young white male yeah. in a suit. In a suit. Um, and so 
I, you know, I, I have, I was like, why they pick me for this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what are they trying to say? <laughs> right, right, right. Interesting. <laughs> so, you know, and the, but then I, th- you know, I do have a brother-in-law who wrote the book, The 10% Entrepreneur. Okay, so, well, it's in the family. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the family. And then, you know, Jamaicans are, are very entrepreneurial. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. um, so it's very much so something that I've engaged yeah. with. And as a, you know, true Jamaican, I, I, I didn't jump into um, choreography without getting my, my entrepreneurship on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know. I I understand the society that I have to navigate, um, but then I also have questions about mm-hmm. these these very tools that I'm that I'm using and 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 the um, the hierarchy yeah. that it that it exists in and 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 what does that mean and all those things and so um, my brother in law mm-hmm. was actually the the one who kind of like I ha- he's a board member and um, uh, we. I was like, okay, I, I, won't, I guess I'm going to write a business plan for my dance company, you know. Um, and he's like, so for this sustainability component that you're talking about, how do you plan on doing that? Sustainability. Yeah. Because that's what I said. That's why I was like, I, I don't want to be in this limbo with my dance company where I do, 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 and hope to recoup. Right. And then I'm in the red. Do, right. do, 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 hope to recoup, and I'm in the red. Yeah. You know, I want to get the funds for the yeah. work ahead of time Come on. and then work within my budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and, and that, that was when I actually founded my company. I decided like, okay, well I actually founded a company. I'm not just choreographing anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do need a business plan and how do yeah. I do that? Um, and I want it to be sustainable. Um, and so he was the one who was like, well, the, the, the main thing is, is, uh, and, and, and then I have another, um, individual that that I also talk to too. So it's like having these minds one yeah. in, one in hospitality, one in venture capital yeah. that I can talk to, so that I can craft my own lane yeah. in the dance mm-hmm. world, understanding yeah. the business of dance and how other um, types of of, of things uh, work. Uh, we're all doing the same thing, right? Yeah. You know, uh, we're basically creating an experience for the public. Yeah. With our product, whatever yeah. our product is, um, it could be a tech startup, it could be a restaurant, it could be a museum. It's all about for mass consumption. Yeah. Um, so with the, the when he asked me that, I was like, well, what do I have to offer? And I was like, well, I um, I can teach. Right. So I know that I have my dancing that that I can pass yeah. on. I have um, a master's. Yeah. So academically. I can also lecture. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, choreographing is a is is something that I can do at, for my company and outside of my company, and performing. Yeah. Um, and so, making sure, and then and then the last part is a uh, contributed income. So mm-hmm. that's you know the donors yes. or the grants or yeah. all of that nature. But um, making sure that I'm feeding all five of those different uh, sources of income yeah. and that they're all being supported or, or at least they all kind of come together to build a strong foundation that um, facilitates the mission of David Lewis Fair on Dance. So yes. ultimately everything is, is, is 
building towards facilitating the the mission. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I'm just like All right. getting knowledge. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I'm going to um, invite us to to think of another term other than entrepreneurship. Like what what I'm just going to put that out there. Maybe we can think about it of what that language is cuz it does Also, I looked it up in the uh, on the Googles to see what it says. And y'all want to know? Sure. This is a person who organizes and operates a business or businesses, taking on greater than normal financial risk in order to do so. Well, that's very accurate, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think the um, yeah, I think there's like the remembering where that word or who. Um, got to wear the label of entrepreneur. And what it looks like. And what it looked like. Because, mm-hmm. one, it didn't, I didn't include many people of color. It didn't really include women for a long time. And then it didn't include artists. So, like, to And then, certainly not pregnant women. It, right. What? Right? <laughs> so now I feel as if it feels very oxymoronical to even talk. Well, ooh, even further back. I think it has always felt in the times that I've engaged with, like, uh, conversations, if not more specifically, like panels or workshops around the business of any art product, like that is dance or live performance, where it's ephemeral. It always felt really oxymoronical, or like, um, what's the word? We're doing two things, anyways. Oxymoronical, juxtaposed. juxtaposed. Mm-hmm. Like you have this um, super great creative practice that is probably like really beneficial to those involved, or and or it just like holds a certain service and um, benefit to the viewer, the witness, the doer in a way that we would like to not commodify. And we wouldn't want to put a number to it. But then for survival to continue to do that, we have to find a way to put numbers around it. Mm -hmm. And holding on to that, um, that balancing act, I feel like I've seen it done as the best way to like, let's contextualize this conversation with like, we're trying to do something really, really weird here. and And the system itself is not set up for us to be super um maybe even expedient in our um endeavors like yeah the nonprofit structure is completely set up to benefit off of capitalism so even right. there mm-hmm. we have to talk about how we we're are beholden or beholden even yeah. yeah we're beholden to the to the rich to kind of say mm-hmm. okay you're you're, you're worthy, worthy. yeah mm. yep. wow there's so many things jolly i'm going to talk about Non for profit, then I'm gonna circle back to a word and then I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to get to the thing. Take us on that journey. A journey, I'm ready. Okay. But Jawale Zoller, founder of Urban Bushwomen, for those who may not know, the listeners, uh, always talks about how uh, the non for profit structure, if you can avoid it, mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because of the boards and the panels and you not having ownership of your work and yeah. like people, I mean, and she can go into great depth about the ins and outs of that because she's been doing it for 35, almost 35 years, yeah. um, being the founding artistic director of Urban Bushwomen. Um, so there's, there's a great tension there inside of that. I think for certain f- people, and I think if you, if you know how to and have the brain space and the team and the wherewithal to navigate that system, it can be a great, um, you know, route. Mm-hmm. Um, when my wife and I were forming our business, it was one thing that I was very weary of. So I was like, we're not going to be not for profit. Yeah. Our business won't. We can do other things, you know, have foundations and things that can be not for profit or not for profit. 
But when it comes to our business, we will be a for-profit. Yeah. And we will have a product. And we will, you know, mm-hmm. sell that product. Um, so there's that. Um, so we, we did the LLC mm-hmm. for a limited liability corporation. Um, corporation. Yeah. Like, what was the C? Um, so we did an LLC and, and that process is super easy. Hashtag legalzone.com. Yeah. Go get your LLC. Um, and if anybody wants to know more about that kind of stuff, like you can literally Google it. Um, and there's other types of corporations or ways to incorporate a business, um, so, I mean, that would be a go- great Google search, ways to incorporate your business or whatever. Um, so there's that. In regards to what is the language, mm-hmm. um, and, and I didn't mean to bring that up in a way that was, like, stifling to the conversation, like, oh, I'm not about entrepreneurship. Because I hate when people do that. They're like, oh, I'm really not engaging with the the word blue today. <laughs> You know, you know, and then it becomes this whole thing where like nobody in the room can, can say, say blue. blue. Like, um, so like I'm not azul? trying to police the word Perry entrepreneurship. Yeah. That is not my intention. I'm saying that I personally have been grappling with it. Yeah. And I think it was because similarly, like when y'all were like, you're going to be on the entrepreneurship. And I was like, what you trying to say? Right. <laughs> <That just> don't, <laughs> you know, premature heart palpitations. Like, is that word really the word? Yeah. You know what I mean? I think so, that's a great part of the conversation. Absolutely. Though. That's important. 100%. And even I was on a phone call the other day with someone of esteem and they were like, yeah, you have that entrepreneurial spirit and you as an entrepreneur. And I was like, Okay, like Embrace. let me breathe through this. Yeah. What is what is really being said here? You know, yeah. what I mean? so th- I think that's the heart of it. Anyway, so I don't have I don't have any other language besides business owner. That's my offering oh, okay. for now. Yeah. Um, and, but I it's something I'm really thoughtful about. Um, in in this season, and then so to the diversifying income piece. Uh, I think one thing that has been notable about my journey is I'm. Where my asset really lies is no noticing people as gifts. Mm. I'm really, really good at building a team. Like when I don't, I don't have to know how to do it. Like I'm, I'm actually right. really comfortable not being the in the seat of like I know how to run this thing. The expert of everything. The expert of everything. I'm really comfortable being like, oh, you do this thing really well come along, you yeah. know, and my wife may say otherwise, but that's marriage. <laughs> um, but I, I'm in most cases, you know, professionally, I feel like that's where I have a really strong um, embodiment of that type of practice where I'm able to build a team. So I think uh, diversifying income for me has looked like diversifying partnerships, diversifying mm-hmm. collaborations, diversifying mm-hmm who I'm in conversation with Mm -hmm. um, because that, like I just did an opera in Arizona and the reason I came onto that opera was because in undergrad, I workshopped an opera with a guy who became a resident uh, artist in resident at the Arizona opera, shout out Arizona opera. Um, And then was like, Oh, we worked on that thing together. You also just did walking with train with urban Bushwomen. You've been working in this jazz um, mm-hmm. realm. This opera is about a jazz scene. It's about Charlie Parker. Mm-hmm. We would love to like meld those things. So that opportunity was like a seed was planted in undergrad yeah. that allowed that to come to fruition, you know, in 2018. So, but I, even in undergrad, I was very, very intentional about not, um, 
limiting myself only to the dance yeah. school, the college of uh, dance, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and really being intentional about building collaboration, building relationship, mm-hmm. investing in friendship with folks who are in other disciplines, yeah. um, and that. So that's like one kind of like philosophical way to diversify income, but then practically like thinking about do income like um, savings investments. Um, you know, whether it be stock or CDs yeah. or any of those types of things, life insurance. Dancers oh. don't have life insurance. And I'm like, we got to get life insurance. And mm-hmm. I'm only like that because my mentor was like, you need life insurance. Like, and that was something that wasn't even a conversation piece for me. I was like, what do you mean I need life insurance? Mm-hmm. Especially being inside of a, a union with my wife. I need life insurance. We yeah. both need life insurance. You can get a term life agreement for 20 years and be paying like $20 every other month. And that's just easy way to cover yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so diversifying income in the sense that you have, you're, you're covering yourself on multiple planes. And again, I have to shout out my wife as I bring this thought to a close. She's really, really um, got a pulse on just like finances and how yeah. to, how to do that, the ins and outs of it. And we're, and that doesn't mean like it's an easy conversation. Cause I think finances is always a hard conversation mm-hmm. in general, but specifically with your spouse, <laughs> shout out to Camry. Akeem, my wife who's amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that diversifying your partnerships and collaborations and communities, as well as making sure you have, uh, different types of things covered, you know, from a investment standpoint, from a saving yeah. standpoint, from a, yeah. account standpoint. Yeah. Well, that makes me, th- I was going to say that just makes me think of um, the difference between active income and passive income. Yeah. So like some of the things you mentioned, like the investments, the stocks, the all that, that's passive. And then the active would be the performance, the opera performance and, you know, selling things. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's um, ad- uh, thinking about it in terms of like the business that I run and diversifying income in those things, and I 100% agree, diversifying the communities in, get, in which you engage with um, and not taking on the, the, the generic dance model, yeah. um, but, but understanding who, finding your own community, who yeah. you are and who's going to support you and your work and not be caught up in the hierarchy, which yeah. is what I, it really worked for me, um, really being rooted in the Bronx and really rooted in um, my identity in terms of, outside of particularly you know when I started choreographing outside of the the Stephen Petronio high hierarchical western <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. Mm-hmm. um approach to dance and just being like that's beautiful but that's on par with bad <laughs> in my eyes way uptown where yeah. everybody's like oh my god I gotta take a flight to get there I'm like shut up <laughs> maybe at bad okay um and oh and uh um Yes, so really important to, because what, what I do is I, I work with, um, I have like community engagement mm-hmm. projects and I build partnerships with people who generally don't engage with dance. So like yeah. water organizations, um, mm. um, NAACP, um, yeah. uh, right now in a different environmental organization, medical organization. How do you get involved with a water organization? <laughs> well, consider water. Yeah. I, had, I had that piece. Yeah, and um, I wanted to have a panel. So I straight up researched all the water organizations in the Bronx. Yeah. Wow. And then made my pitch. Yeah. And now I have a really Pitching great... Huge. Mm-hmm. I have a great relationship with someone who was running the education department at the Bronx River um, 
Alliance, um, Damian Griffin, shout out to Damian, um, who he and I are still working together in partnership, and he just hooked me up with a a choreographer, um, shout out to Nicole, who's going to use his, uh, some of his students at his middle school to create a piece about asthma, which is my new initiative, Mm -hmm. and, and it's like, that relationship started because I was not in, I didn't limit myself to the dance world, and he's amazing, you know, we've been working together for well, not working together for three years but he's been a part of my network yeah. for yeah. three years and and has um supported me in in, in my endeavors yeah. but i wanted to i forgot you were saying something about something <laughs> 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 and, and then i went off on a tangent it community was, diversifying community passive income active income oh yes um the financial literacy. Uh, you know what? Financial literacy. We need to have like a very specific episode about financial literacy. For Absolutely. Dancers. And I have, I just want to say it now. I would like to invite Crystal Brown onto that because she really gathered me by my roots. Your, like your by, roots, yeah. by my kitchen, really. And was like, let me just get you together. I did a six-week program with <laughs> Actors Fund. Uh, yeah. Oh, you Shout out to Actors, Actors Fund. Fund. Yeah. yeah. Really keeping us alive sometimes because there's a difference between the financial health of of a business Mm -hmm. and then the final financial health of an individual so going into mutual funds and um stocks bonds um different types of insurance beware though you know i'm gonna caution folks because uh people of color are preyed on Mm -hmm. by insurance agents and and um if you don't do your due diligence yeah you can fall into a trap. So life insurance is great, particularly whole life, because then Mm -hmm. you can use it in a way that it's almost like a savings account. Um, But the research that you'd have to do to to protect yourself, to make sure that you're not being preyed upon, you must become financially um, literate to understand before you stocks bonds this you know yeah that's the one thing you want to research before you jump in yeah <laughs> and i would just say to that point mentorship yes. which is yes. huge in regards to business owning entrepreneurship whatever you call it real estate finances real i mean having mentorship has been the key to my journey like yeah. i didn't even think literally didn't even think about some of this stuff until being in conversations with folks who have lived a life and like know certain things. So I think that I just want to big up, big, big, big up and mentorship that looks like you chasing yes. them, not mentorship that looks like them waiting around and you never ask them anything. Cause people will be like, Oh, this is my mentor. And they never talk to them. Like mm-hmm. my mentors get calls from me like once a week, like, Hey, I was just checking in because mm-hmm. I don't even know what my question is, but I know I have one. But, but this is what's going on today. Right. You yeah. Know what I mean? And so, yeah. You you said that I have I have official mentors for like for fellowships or whatever, which I'm don't like the word mentorship. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. We we, the we word eliminating. Is so... We're eliminating. Yes, right. <laughs> um, I think also I didn't like the practice more than the word. I didn't like the practice of mentorship. Mm. I more in, and I told my mentors like I prefer us to just call this a relationship. Yeah, like a like we have ways of relating to one another and the basis of this relationship is this project at this point. But more than that, um, I'm not a really great asker. I don't ask questions often. Um, And not because um, I'm afraid of asking questions, I'm afraid of being wrong or anything like that. It's more that um, I oftentimes push myself to exhaust my resources before I have to ask a question. Mm -hmm. So like, 
I I make sure I ask myself, did you use Google before you asked this person how to do something? Before you even ask your friend when your show is, did you try Googling the show before yeah. asking them? You know what I mean? So I oftentimes make sure that I've done all the things that are within my power before I ask a question. And sometimes people will meet me in the process of that and be like, oh, why don't you just ask me? And I didn't realize I had that practice. I hadn't named it. But I always be like, I just didn't think about it. Mm. But one mentor... Um, told me that when she gives me a project she knows to leave me alone not because of any like thing but she's like I I see how you work and I know you work best when um when no one's over your shoulder checking on you every now and then she's like we meet for the thing we set the date and time and when the project's over we have a meeting about it that's that's it you like to do a lot of work but I you but do. also I do like to do it all I want. Yeah, I'll say this about about that. It's funny. Like I um had a I did, I created an advisory panel uh, yeah. last year, and it was funny because one of the people that I asked, and again that my my panel is extremely diverse. One of the people that I asked, um, I you know I sent an email, and she never responded. And then like I was at her house eating, and I was like, so yeah, you never respond. She's like, girl, you we, you see me, you over here eating, you hanging out. <laughs> what's this shit? Like what's this official <laughs> shit? Like I don't want that. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot who I was talking to. So look, you wanna can you be my part can yeah. you help me out this is what so, this is what it entails you know like understanding your relationships with different people huge. and also like what it looks like like i got to talk with one of my advisors yesterday just walking home because he's on yeah, the show yeah. and i was like and it was and it was great to just even like i'm like going to the grocery store let's go in the grocery store yeah you know like it can look so many different ways mm-hmm. of asking people Absolutely. questions mm-hmm. but um we started this practice when i was working at Bax of if after two minutes you don't know or you can't find it ask mm-hmm. after two so, minutes Two minutes. So I, I actually am. I, I love. Like, yeah, I'm in this in that mode. Cause, I love that. Because then there's someone else who goes right to it. Because it's time. Right. And time is one of those resources where it's like more than money, more than in, it. Literally is the only resource. One of the only resources that is not renewable. Mm-hmm. And while you're googling it mm-hmm. for forty minutes trying to do it. There's someone who's actually begging for their their spirit is longing to release that information. I mean, that sounds so deep. Like, they're like, no, it's they're, true. They're, they're like, they there are people who are literally like longing for someone to ask, ask. him that question, mm-hmm. and you're like sitting around googling it. Meanwhile, they're like, I've been waiting to have a conversation about this because it's just been percolating. And because they know they have that jewel, it's they just have like that expertise. I don't understand stories on Instagram or on Facebook, and instead of me reading, googling, I'm a, I've already decided I'm gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna ask Nia and be like, what is this about? I don't get it. I want to add. I just want to add also to this, not to not to cut it or not to say that <laughs> what this is doesn't have merit because I actually I'm learning as not being this person. I want to add that the value that I had in my parents sending me on searches for things versus just asking them. Because totally. also I was the child that asked a million questions a day. Oh God. That was my sister. Right. Mm. So part of that was possible. My parents were like, you are old enough to read. Go find it. Like, get out my face and go find the, the how you pronounce it. What if it's that generation? Because my mom was like, I'm like, I don't know how to spell this word. Well, go look it up. Yes. Um. I, well, my fr- first thing was like, sound it out and then go look it up. And okay. But also, I would have to say, though, I never felt like it was dismissive. Like, to me, I felt as if it were. And also, along with that, my parents stopped helping me with my schoolwork at the beginning, at the top of second grade. Like, as soon as we was getting this little Negro skin all oiled up to go out to, outside to go to school, my parents were like, all right, you had a whole year in school. 
you know how this works, right? I was like, yeah. It was like, what happens? You walk to the school, you get your breakfast, you go to class, pay attention to class, get your homework, come home and do it. And I was like, it was like, good, you got it? Great, we're not helping you with your homework anymore. Now See, don't ask you us. you fucked up, you, you asked. Need, and then also, no, you I didn't ask. Yes. I mean, you said yes. Like, yeah. Right, right. And then on top of that, you have to come home with A's. Those are the only letters that exist in this house. Oh. Right. So there was a, there was a high bar, and then there was also like, we 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 are telling this because we know that we prepared you for school, which they really did. Like, I walked into first grade knowing how to do like a multiplication, addition, subtraction, division. I was at like a fourth grade level and at the first grade. So really, my parents were like, "If you come home with anything less, I know you were slacking," which was true. Were you that same kid that had you washing your clothes at first grade too? I was washing clothes, cooking breakfast, yeah, um, cleaning the entire house. <laughs> six at six, I was at the stove like. Yeah. All the things. I, yeah, I was that dummy. It was like, oh, look, my mom can do this all myself. She's like, oh, really? Right. Let me show you how you can. Oh, oh, like no, that. Yeah, she was, because uh, I was like, I can do it. See? And I showed her, and she's like, okay, get great. Yes. Please do it. I'm like, wait, no, wait. But the thing, but the thing I wanted to add was that um, I feel like when I invest time in learning something, it'll save me time in the future. And I think that's the part that I want to add is investing time yeah, to, yeah, I yeah. like learning new skills, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. even if. Right now, even if even though I have a host of skills that I have strengthened that I that are time consuming, I can't, you know, practice them anymore. Like posting on social media at a certain point, I'm like, I need a manager. I need a social media manager. It's on my like future to to do list. Amen. Even though I can do it, I I would like to send it there, and also I would like to still be able to be in the know about the thing that I outsourced essentially. Uh, yeah. Because I very much. I have asked, and I may have been scarred just one time of asking somebody for advice or doing something someone else's way, and being completely and totally burned in the process mm-hmm. of being like, "Wow, I tr- I thought that you were well versed, but I didn't double check. I didn't I didn't do multiple mm-hmm. opinions. I didn't do that route." Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of re- fully retracted. I was like, "I guess I'll do everything by myself." Understandable. I'm mm-hmm. learning that practice right now. I'm just gonna um, say that I I think there's a, a, a spectrum, mm-hmm. right? A spectrum uh, where we have been uh, younger generations have been spoon fed a lot, mm. and I and I kind of reject that with with a lot of my students who expect me to spoon fed feed them, and it's like I gave you the syllabus, I have no I have no sympathy with you, mm-hmm. you know I'm not spoon feeding you, go figure it out. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's a value in that, um, but then there's also the look, you know, it's gonna take two seconds for me to find out the show information. Yep. So I can Google that. That's real quick. But then when it comes to something a little bit more nuanced, yeah. I don't, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ring, ring. Yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's good to know there's a spectrum. Right, yeah. And, like, I'll, my dad was the king of, if you don't know, say, I don't know. Yeah. He got on us, on the, on us about that often. Yeah. I will also say, though, um, I've noticed that, I've noticed that I, I'm very quick to say I don't know when I actually don't know. Like, I, there's, because the other thing someone said this, and I'm trying to quote them very, like, specifically, they said, I'm not afraid of showing you or telling you what I don't know because I'm very confident in my ability to learn it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm just going to say I don't know this so you can go ahead and get me all together. And this was, like, during a job interview. Like, I do not know how to do Excel. I don't know how to work this PowerPoint bullshit y'all telling me about. But what you will do is you will tell me all that you know because once I learn it, I'll be great at it. I'll be right. bummed. <laughs> exactly. I help my students with that. I was like, we have a culture of, like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's not going to fly mm-hmm. in my classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't know, you don't get props for <laughs> for for being like, uh-huh. Yeah. 
and and smiling and batting your eyes. That does not work. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, there's strength in saying that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was fast. Only in the sense that it's 7.15 now. Yeah. We go at 7.30. Okay. All right. So... I just want to push the boundary because I already set it up. No. I know. No. All right. So we got to find a way to um, bring this wonderful conversation to <laughs> a resolution. Um, a, a comma, really, because we will pick this back <laughs> up. Right? We'll I like the up. comma. Uh-huh. Yama. Um, and we ha- I would like to us to transition into um, what's, what's going on next. Yeah. And the spectrum. As we're on spectrum, some of the, the spectrum kind of exists on like what shows coming up next, or what major projects you're maybe working on that you'd like for people to know about. All the way over to um, what's next? I'm going to leave the studio and I'm going to get on a train and go home. <laughs> so <laughs> you have that spectrum to answer, and anybody can jump in when they're ready. Also, say when it, when oh. this is coming out. Oh yeah, sorry, this is coming out the week of. Yeah. Come on, come on. Mm. Oh, I'm like I'm just I moving slowly. <laughs> oh, my calendar is in March of 2020. Um, do do do. This will be coming out December 11th. So. Oh, my sister's birthday. That's yeah, a, good day. a day after my due date. Yes. <laughs> come on, that's a divine day. Um, I gotta stop using the word divine. A friend of mine was like, "Can you stop? Because it doesn't work all the time." <laughs> um, but yeah. So what's going on with y'all around <laughs> that time? <laughs> Uh, I can jump in because mine will be quick, but I, Urban Bush Women, it will actually be here at Brick. Uh, we have a Brick season January 30th through February 3rd. And if I misquoted those dates, you can go to Brick's website yeah. as well as Urban Bush Women's website, uh, to check those dates. But that's pretty exciting and pretty major. It's here in other stories. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And yeah, it's an amazing, it's an amazing work. Um. So come see it. And then on a personal note, um, yeah, I'm getting ready. I'm gearing up for um, some video shoots for short films yes. uh, through the through the through the through my company and in partnership with Monticello Park Productions, an amazing partnership. They're producing partnership. We did a series of films four that were featured on Dance Magazine. Yes. Um, this past whatever. Thank yes. you. With the amazing um, Michaela Ware. With yes, Michaela Ware. With yes. Amanda Castro. Right. Michaela yeah, just like, oh my God, don't even. Right. Uh, Amanda Castro, yeah. brilliant Paul Viker, and then myself was yes. one of the performers. Um, so it was a beautiful series, and we're gearing up for another uh, series. And so we're excited about that. Um, yeah. Wonderful. And then I'm Fabulous. going home tonight and eating, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> salmon. Mm. Of some sort. That sounds so So there's good. that. That pink Yum. fish. I wish mm. this was live. Shout out to my wife. <laughs> Yummy. Yes. Um, so we have a whole bunch of stuff coming up, but it's, it's or at this, you know, uh, we just finished. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> we. Yes. Um, skeleton Architecture. That yes. was fabulous. I hope it was fabulous. I know. <laughs> I, I know it was. I hope I'm going to be there. Right? <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Um, and just uh, workshopped my for CJ project, which is dedicated to my nephew who passed away last year from um, a fatal asthma attack. Uh, so the initiative is about building awareness around mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. three to five um, uh, uh, black. No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, urban youth of color are three to five times more likely to die from 
um, uh, asthma attack than their white counterparts. And so Mm -hmm. when that happened, I definitely wanted to do something about that and uh, started this initiative that um, I've been working on and been working with different medical organizations. I've partnered with uh, the wonderful Paulette Spencer, who's going to be, she works with Bronx, uh, Bronx Health Reach as yeah. well. Um, and what's, what's coming up is the um, the first iteration, which is going to be a bad. Shout out to bad. Ah. Shout out to bad. Yes. So they're going to be presenting me as a part of um, Badass, the Badass Women's Festival. Ooh. And yes, that's going to be March 29th and 30th. So come on and check it out. And afterwards, there's going to be a lot of discussion about asthma mm-hmm. and the ways in which we can mitigate this. Um, yes. The, these, these, <sighs> really, really troubling um, statistics. And so, and then I'm, there'll be APAP. Whoa. Pentacle. Pentacle uh, is going to be hosting the um, the APAP, which I'll be sharing with Jer- Jeremy McQueen, the Black Irish Project. Mm. And yes. that's going to be January 7th at um, City Center at 140. But it, I think it starts at 1 or 120. I can't. 1 o'clock and then 120. Mine's is at one forty. It's on the website. Information, <laughs> right, information for all on the of this website. will be found in the links provided in the description box wherever you're listening. Fabulous. Yes. Good. <laughs> that was the one part I didn't prepare for. I was prepared to talk about entrepreneurship, but yeah. not... Yeah. But <laughs> well, like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I was like, what are these, what are these dates? Yeah. <laughs> Where Thank I? you so much for doing the Asthma Project because I grew up with asthma. Mm. Um, even though it doesn't have, like, a, a hold on my life at this moment, it was one of those, like... Um, childhood defining things Mm. you know like I had not only the multiple inhalers and but I also had like this machine with Mm. the the breathing for the breathing treatments yeah Yeah. and I had to do breathing treatments like every single day and in a way like my family did a really great job of not making me feel like sickly you know what I mean my parents were always very like no you can get up and move your body but and if anything I I feel like I got a hold of it because mm-hmm. they put me in track and they gave they put me in music to play wood instruments so I can practice breathing but um I remember being deathly afraid of like folks seeing me hooked up to a thing like I wanted to do it in my room I closed the blinds all the things um so yeah yeah I, there's a lot of shame and around that yeah. and um there's a lot of masking of yeah. sickness mm-hmm. that particularly um uh urban youth do yeah. because there's this distrust also of the medical institutions yes. and so a lot of them are white right you yeah. go in and they're supposed to give you care and when they look at you 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 want to you don't want to show that yeah. vulnerability and Absolutely you, you want I'm fine I'm okay yep. it's and and then that trickles into adulthood adulthood my yeah. sister also has it and we we've, we've had instances where she's been in the hospital for a while with it and right now she tries not to take her albuterol so I know so she's trying these other herbal methods and and you know it seems to be working and we're also sort of like always on alert and you know and it could go from nothing to something quickly. Oh, quick, yeah. right? And it—I never knew it as a as a fatal disease because I I also have it, mm. and I just never knew that it's it's something that can kill you like straight yeah. up and down. And it quickly. is not, and quickly, but it's so common, and we hear so many people yeah. have it, and and we just kind of dismiss it as mm. not a serious disease. Yeah, and also so prevalent in the black community. Why Extremely. is that? Yeah. Well, and it's all related. Yeah. you know, particularly the Bronx. The Bronx yes. has the highest rate of asthma Damn. nationwide. Nationwide, and a part of it, I just want to add this because we have time. Um, I forget her name. 
her Instagram name is Mama's Mama Tanya's Kitchen or Tanya's Kitchen. I'm gonna put a link to her work, but Tanya um did a Is she did a garden? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um she was talking about how the Bronx is um a truck like depot place mm-hmm. and it's like Bronx. South Bronx. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's like I think she I may be getting this wrong, but she mentioned there was over a hundred thousand trucks that come through the Bronx a day. So all of that exhaust is specific and that kind of diesel exhaust more specific like harming goes through the Bronx on a daily basis, the South Bronx on a daily basis. So that contributes to everything. It's how the you know everything. Right. So there's a there's a bit of environmental racism in that regard as well because you know as soon as that becomes really gentrified they're going to move that those trucks somewhere else as they move them i think from williamsburg and bushwick because that used to be a big trucks place as well but the gentrification now there's empty warehouses all over the place that they turn into luxury living places studios Mm -hmm. and performance spaces exactly and then also um climate change climate change is something that is affecting um urban uh, youth of color as well because like with all of the the changes it's it's like hotbeds that kind of you know the most the the least desirable uh, uh, places that you know people we of color live in yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. when things are out of whack like the pollen and things like yeah. they, they found a correlation with like high pollen yes and asthma hospitalization and why do we have high pollen and you know it's it's because of all of these different um changes that that have been happening um yeah and urban planning you know girl you know (laughs) so exhaust right Mm, thank you for that though thank you yeah oh you're looking at me yeah so i'm in the visioning phase right now and I'm looking forward to going to my home home mm-hmm. and New Year's uh, yes. in New Orleans. Oh, lucky. Yes. Beautiful. Not lucky. Just wonderful. Because you planned it. I did. <laughs> it didn't just happen on you. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Um, How about you, Jay? Yeah. I have... Crushing life. <laughs> school and life. I'm going to put that in the end. Yes. Um, <laughs> um so, yeah, this Sunday I have a showing for a work that I've been working on all year called Chiron and Leo, um, which looks at um, the Chironian wound that I, or wounds that I live with and my attempts to healing them. It's a free showing at the Chocolate Factory at 2.30. Is this um, on the 16th? Yes. Uh, on December 16th, yes. Oh, how you can think in the future like that? You're like, this Sunday, you're He's used to it. He's good at that. Wow. Yeah. That's what I mean. He's crushing life. <laughs> Sorry. My brain was like, I mean, yeah, because this has become a practice. So, like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be this Sunday, December 16th, wow. 2 30. Um, as part of the Movement Research Van Leer um, Artists of Color Fellowship. So, um, Ayana Elson is also performing her work later that evening at 7 p.m. We have two different showtimes. Um, so, you know, please note that when you look at the link in the description box wherever you're listening. Um, it's, it is free again, so I would like as many people to show up as possible. But I also just want to put a disclaimer that I am talking explicitly about um, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and other kinds of emotional abuse. Um, so keep that, like, in your mind and engage with my work with that, um, you know, that content warning. Yeah, so that was it. Do you have candy at the end? 
Will there be there will be some actually I'm really in the phase of not phase, but I'm really thinking about what that post showing ritual needs to be. Thank you. Because I know mm. I need one. Yeah. But I'm also trying to figure out the biggest question is should I be the one to lead it or should I have someone else lead it? Because I've lead it for I've led it for my studio open rehearsals mm-hmm. and I felt very comfortable doing that. But I also know that I didn't really I wasn't really in it. Yeah. During right. that moment. Because you didn't get to unwrap in a certain way yeah, without ex- being on again. Exactly. Yeah. So so that's my question. I've hopefully by the end of this week I will have contacted and locked down at least one person to mm. lead that for us. And that's for the public as well? It'll be for the public. Like it'll I'm I'm calling it a part of the showing in and of itself so that before I, we even talk about leaving the space, um, before we change light cues that we will have this joint um like Experience. decompressing thing that we will just announce and if you want to be a part of it, stay. If not, you feel free to go. But you know, because it is I'm I'm going for it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um and I know after just watching even like films and movies how triggering and um hard it was for me to watch certain things that I've experienced that or maybe I didn't even mm-hmm. know I experienced um and it didn't feel like I had any support to like get back mm-hmm. into the world. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't I I am very honestly afraid of um doing that to someone else mm-hmm. so i'm trying to i think about all the possibilities and try to make something make a space for it yeah make a space for it that's yeah i kind of do that with um time to talk where mm-hmm. we do a little circle after a piece yeah. after the piece so it's like our little workshop and i give everybody an index card because not everybody wants to mm-hmm. be vocal yeah so it's mm-hmm. their opportunity to kind of like debrief and yeah. get it out and then the folks who want to talk they talk and it's moderated and i <laughs> tell them like hey why Males, like you take up a lot of space, so just make sure that keep your mouth closed <laughs> in the nicest way possible. We ice basically, yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> yeah, there were, and there also is an hour at mm. least an hour space, um, set up for us to continue and allow further conversation to happen. Um, below there's like a little below space of the oh, chocolate nice. factory, so I plan to have like some light refreshments, and also because, like, I know I, I feel like I would need more space mm. to go away take a moment and before re-engaging and I don't want there to be too tight of a time limit where people feel like they need to rush to speak to me or rush to get out of the space so allowing for that is really good and I want to like put that in my whatever like request for engaging this piece with other spaces like we will need this amount of time afterwards of not tearing down the space or not like shifting the energy to allow people to file out as they see fit and if that means we have to spend a little bit more money then let me figure out how to find it yep yeah i forgot to mention that jay and i this is my last thing Mm -hmm. jay myself and yaman brown (laughs) in the future somewhere in the world uh on some timeline that is uh undecided are working on something so i'm just excited about that and it involves um uh what is this um water no this cheesecake cheesecake sweet potato cheesecake sweet potato with vanilla wafer crust with vanilla wafer crust um Yeah, so yeah. I'm just really excited about that. Thank you for putting that out there. You know, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted it to be on the record, yes. record, yeah. unlike I wanted Guru to be on. The <laughs> so, yes, okay. Um, so last thing I have to do, um, I'm gonna like do the little wrap up, and then we'll do the the dancing has circle thing. Um, so, do I do that first? Did I do it in the wrong order? You did. 
That's okay. It's the wrong order. So we do the dancing has first. Yes, sir. Let's do the dance union has. Um, you just finished that statement, and it could be any. The spectrum includes like my dance union has some like world changing system that supports all dancers tremendously, or my dance union has warm baked cookies in front of dance studios at all times. Wait, yes. my you, dancing? My dance union, union. has. Oh. So there's like a there's like some pragmatism to what a dance union might has, and then there's also like here are basically my needs or my desires in the world is kind of what Melanie has been practicing. Mm. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I can go first. Um, my dance union has um, many sweet potato cheesecake um, pans that I can use to like get these things out because a big one is a lot of cheesecake and a lot of money. So if I can do some mini ones, I can get some out to my friends really quickly. See, now you're doing it. Doing what? You're doing the Melanie type book. Yeah, I'm learning from you. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, because we do a lot of these. It ends so up, you good. know, you run out. Yeah. My dance union has a coupon and discount booklet. Okay. Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. Do we have to go in circle order? Okay. okay. My, <laughs> yes. my dance union has all the things. I don't know. I wasn't ready. We're going to come back okay, to come back. Back. Yeah. Okay. Um, my dance union has um, a mantra, and it's called sustainability for happiness. Yes. In that voice. Sustainability <laughs> for, for happiness. happiness. Yeah. yeah. So it's not sustainability for sustainability's sake. Right. Mm. It's just so that you can just be happy. Right. Dave, I have another one now since you're sitting there and you're inspiring me. <laughs> can I? Can I do two? Mm-hmm. My dance union has um, subsidized childcare. Yes! Yes! yes. My dance union has enough money to pay for whatever I need when mm-hmm. I need it, how I need it, where I need it, and it doesn't imposition anyone else at all. I love it. Yes, can we get a T-shirt for a that? T-shirt. <laughs> need it. Um, my dance. Oh, also, this is a thought that came to me, and we should talk more about it. My dance union has a um, an online system of needs and haves about um, supplementary, um, maybe not supplementary, but like... Complementary. Satellite. Oh, satellite. Satellite. um, uh, Oh, satellite skills that um, dance artists have so that you can go on, make a little profile for yourself of things that you can do. And especially if you like need a last minute technical director, you can go or on Or a there, stage manager because that manager. those emails float all the time. Yeah, and you just go in and on so the website mm-hmm, and you just say like, hey, I'm looking for this and all the people who do that stuff and, they're, and, and you just contact them and say, are you available to do it real quick? Even certain things like I need a headshot or things like... Those platforms exist for other areas. Yeah. But My dance union has an app. <gasps> Look at we we y'all. All right, we're okay. on fire right we're now. Here, we're here. Okay. Um. So we do have to get out soon. I just don't want them to tell us anything because you know. Whew. Okay. Um. So yeah, thank you for listening to another episode of the Dance Union Podcast. You can go ahead and listen to us on Apple Podcasts as well as, um, SoundCloud and Google Play Music. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Dance Union, spelled out one word, as well as Facebook, the Dance Union. You can also email us any questions, comments, or concerns at the Dance Union Podcast at gmail.com. That's all one word spelled out. Or text us. I don't do that. I mean, people who know us and listen to us, like they, I've gotten texts. I mean, if you don't have my number, you're not going to get it oh, okay. to text me. But. All right, okay. I thought you were just like invitation. Shall know. Also, to my friends who I don't text back on a regular basis, or not on a regular basis, on a like, uh, what's it, Swift? 
I don't, I don't text back swiftly enough. Mm-hmm. It's often because when I look at your message, it requires more information, and I have to go search for the information, and I want to leave it on unread so that I can make sure to go back and provide the information that you're looking for. You talked about that earlier. Because you can't do that Echo. on text. They need to do, like, do you do on emails? You yeah. can, like, read something and then unread it because, you know, you need to go back to it. They need yeah. to do that for texts. They need to do that. Right. Shout out to Apple for fixing that and Android if you have Android in yeah. some way. They fixed it on text? <laughs> they did that? They fixed it? No, I'm saying oh, shout out to them. My oh. dance union has oh. unreadable text. Yes, yes. Awesome. <clears throat> Five, six, seven, eight. We, we out! out! Oh, I didn't know we were singing it. Dubois. <laughs> Dubois, you want to give us a note or two? You want to give us a little no, something? It's okay. <laughs> you sure? I'm fine at this point. I've kissed the mic three times. I'm requesting. I'm just saying that also. I really care. <laughs> <laughs> this is for them 20 something. We have. I opened the door. You didn't walk. This is for them 30 something that didn't turn out exactly how you.